Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In today's video, I'm gonna be going through my start sits at the wide receiver position. So this is where I break down all 16 week five matchups, talk about every single fantasy relevant wide receiver, and then just say whether or not I'd feel comfortable having them in my starting lineup. They're gonna be timestamps down below for every single matchup if you guys want to jump around. And then while you guys are watching this, if you're enjoying the content, please just hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Let me know any fantasy football related thoughts or questions down below. I'll be responding to every single comment, but let's just get right into the first matchup this week. Thursday night football, we have the Rams traveling to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. And for this Rams team, the wide receiver one, Cooper Cup, locked into your lineup. You know, he had his worst week of the season in week four, but you could still tell that he is the alpha in that offense. And then Robert Woods, just barely made the start list. He's basically just a floor play at this point. His ceiling is just non-existent. If you have him, I'm gonna recommend trying to move him this week just because his name value and decent week four performance should probably bring in more value than he's gonna provide you for the rest of the season. So he is a very borderline start. And then Van Jefferson and Deshaun Jackson are gonna be sits. For the Seattle team, it's pretty simple. If you have DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett, they should be in your starting lineups. There's not really many other options here that I would trust on a week-to-week basis. Then moving on to Sunday, we have the Jets taking on the Falcons, and I'm going to be starting Corey Davis. Even though the Jets offense has been pretty poor so far, Corey Davis still manages to produce for fantasy football owners, so I really like him moving forward. And then I'm going to have Jameson Crowder as a sit. He did have a really nice week four in his first game of the season. I just don't know if he's going to see that same volume every single week. You know, that Tennessee Titans defense is not good. And the Tennessee Titans offense was also not great. So overall, they were just playing a very weak Titans team, which I think led to more offensive success than we're going to see in the future. So Crowder is going to be on the bench. But if you are in a very deep league that's playing PPR, then I could understand starting Jamison Crowder in the flex. For this Falcons team, there's only one wide receiver I'm concerned with, and that is Calvin Ridley, and he is in your lineup. His targets have been there. You know, the yardage has been all right. He really just has not been able to get into the end zone, which has been holding him back. That should correct at least a little bit in his favor moving forward. So he should still be a locked-in starter for you. Then we have a divisional matchup between the Lions and the Vikings. You know, every week it seems like one of these Lions wide receivers puts up a big game and everyone's like, oh, we got to go acquire them off the waiver wire. I just don't trust this passing game. None of them have truly emerged as the wide receiver one. So I want nothing to do with Quintez Cephas, nothing to do with Amon Ra, and nothing to do with Khalif Raymond moving forward. All those guys are going to be sits. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are both clear starts for this Vikings team. And then KJ Osborne, he did command a decent amount of targets here in week four, but really just hasn't had the production in week three and week four for me to consider him a start going into week five. Next up, we have the Saints matching up with the Washington football team. And I mean, these Saints pass catchers have just provided nothing all season. There's really just not a lot to talk about here. Marquez Calloway and Deontay Harris are going to be on the bench Then for the Washington football team, Terry McLaurin has truly emerged as an alpha wide receiver. He has a decent shot to finish as a mid to high end wide receiver one by the end of the season. So I love him moving forward. And then I'm going to have Curtis Samuel 
and Deami Brown on the bench. I had some high hopes for Curtis Samuel coming into the season. It just seems like he's still kind of getting integrated into this offense, and I'm going to need to see him produce first before I want him in my lineup. And then Deami Brown just hasn't done enough so far to warrant being a starter. Moving on to the Patriots traveling to Houston to take on the Texans. Jacoby Myers is going to be a start. He's clearly the number one wide receiver on this Patriots team. He has the volume. The man can just still not find a way to get into the end zone. Hopefully that changes this Sunday against the Texans. But even if he doesn't get into the end zone, he still is going to have that volume and that yardage to put together a solid startable performance. And then I'm going to be sitting at Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar. Just not enough consistency from either of those wide receivers to want them in my lineup. And then for this Texans team, I feel like I just got to take a moment here and just talk about how good Brandon Cooks is. This is a team that had Davis Mills throw four picks. He threw for under 100 receiving yards and Brandon Cooks was still able to put up a respectable stat line. That is so impressive. This Texans offense has been terrible. Brandon Cooks continues to produce. So he is in your lineup, even though you don't feel great. I mean, obviously you don't feel great. You feel terrible about this Texans offense. Brandon Cooks is the only bright spot. So props to him. Then we have the Dolphins traveling to Tampa to take on the Buccaneers. And on this Dolphins team, the wide receiver room has been fairly inconsistent to start the season, but I am going to list Devontae Parker and Jalen Waddell both as starts. Will Fuller is going to be a sit because he's dealing with a broken finger. I don't think he's even going to be playing this Sunday, but with Parker and Waddle, you know, they're kind of on the fringe, but here's how I'm looking at this game. I talked about it in my running back start sit. The Buccaneers run defense is just so good. And last year we saw teams continue to try to establish the run. They were still trying to work it into the game plan. This year, teams have just started to abandon the run game altogether. They realize it's not working. This Buccaneers secondary is so banged up. They could potentially be missing four starters from that secondary. Antoine Winfield, Jamel Dean, Carlton Davis, and Sean Murphy Bunting. So I believe the Dolphins are going to be throwing the ball a ton. They're also probably just going to be behind in terms of game script. So I just think that's going to lead to a lot of opportunities for Devontae Parker and Jalen Waddell on these backup Buccaneers weapons. So they're going to be in my starting lineup. For this Bucks team, it's going to be the same every single week. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown are all starters. Then we have the Packers taking on the Bengals. Devontae Adams, don't need to say anything about him, but the man's a beast and in your lineup. I don't want to trust any of these other Packers pass catchers. Randall Cobb had a big week four performance. I don't think that's something, you know, he's going to carry into week five or throughout the rest of the season. Every week, there's going to be another one of these guys who has a big game. You just never know who it's going to be. So it's just not something I want to kind of guess around with. For the Bengals team, Jamar Chase locked into the starting lineup. If T. Higgins is back, he is going to be a starter. If he is out again, then Tyler Boyd becomes a start. But if you have Jamar Chase and T. Higgins both playing, I do not want Tyler Boyd in my lineup. I think he's someone you should sell high on because when this wide receiver room is completely healthy, the volume is just not there for Tyler Boyd. Then we've got the Broncos traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. For this Broncos team, I have Corlin Sutton listed as a start. He had that crazy air yard game in week two, a ton of targets, ton of receptions. The man was getting targeted all over the place. He's kind of slowed down since then, but the volume overall is still there. The opportunities are still there. And so I think that's going to come through and correct with some nice fantasy production and moving forward. Tim Patrick 
was very, very borderline here as a potential starter. I really like what he's done to start off the season. He's the wide receiver two on this team. He just barely missed the cut to be a start. For the Steelers team, Deontay Johnson locked in start every single week when he's healthy. If Chase Claypool is back, Claypool is also a starter. Juju Smith, I don't even think it depends on if Claypool is healthy. He has got to be a sit. He really just has done nothing this year. He's so clearly the wide receiver three, and he's not the guy who's going to be getting the short checkdowns. That's Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris, and he really just hasn't been able to win deep. Well, he has won deep. Big Ben and himself have just not connected. Chase Claypool has kind of connected on those deeper passes, so I just do not trust Juju at all moving forward. Eagles-Panthers is up next. And on this Eagles side, I'm gonna be starting Devonta Smith. He had a really, really nice week four performance. Hopefully he just continues to build on that and truly, truly establish himself as the clear cut wide receiver one on that team. And then I'm gonna be sitting all the rest of these Eagles wide receivers, Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, Greg Ward, all those guys are on the bench. Then for the Panthers, DJ Moore has just been balling out. He has legit opportunity to finish as a top five fantasy football wide receiver this year. He's the clear-cut alpha. Robbie Anderson is just no longer you know, competing with DJ Moore for touches. So that means that Robbie Anderson is going to be on the bench. He just hasn't done enough to warrant a start. Then we have the Titans taking on the Jaguars in Jacksonville. And on the graphic, I have both AJ Brown and Julio Jones listed as starts. Here's the thing. I don't expect either one of them to be ready week five. Julio Jones probably has a better shot. If either of them are playing, I feel comfortable starting them. If they don't play, obviously they're on the bench. And even if both of them are out, I still don't want to start any of these Titans weapons. You know, I just don't really trust any of these guys. They didn't put together monster performances when they had the opportunity. I mean, they had Jeremy McNichols basically operating as the number one target. So I'm just out on this wide receiver room if it's not those two guys. On the Jaguar side, LaVisca Chenault and Marvin Jones are both starts for me. You know, it's obviously unfortunate for DJ Chark that he went down with that ankle injury out for the season. But in terms of fantasy, this is great for LaVisca Chenault and Marvin Jones because it's no longer a three-headed monster in that wide receiver room. These two are the clear top dogs. And so I think that makes both of them much safer starts moving forward because you're not trying to guess you know, where the volume is going to go. That can work on teams like the Bucks, but I mean, these offenses are not even comparable. There's way more production to go around and be distributed on a team like the Bucks with three top wide receivers. That just was not going to happen here with the Jaguars. This next matchup is going to be between the Browns and the Chargers. On this Brown side, I'm starting Odell Beckham, and I'm just not interested in any of these other wide receivers. Odell is really the only guy who has value at this point with Jarvis Landry on IR. For the Chargers, both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams had down games here in week four on Monday Night Football. But if you can buy Mike Williams low, you probably can't buy Keenan Allen that low because people know who Keenan Allen is. But for Mike Williams, if you can kind of portray this as a, oh, he just had a few monster games, it was kind of, you know, out of the ordinary from his past production, then go out and get Mike Williams. Justin Herbert played great, but if you could pinpoint like two mistakes he made all game, one of them was missing Mike Williams on a wide open deep ball. It would have been like a 60 plus yard touchdown reception for Williams. Obviously that just changes the entire trajectory of his fantasy football production. And then he threw another deep ball out of bounds. Didn't even give Williams the opportunity. So I still think both of these guys are, you know, fringe wide receiver ones. 
honestly, probably locked in wide receiver ones moving forward and should totally be in your lineup. Then we have the Bears traveling to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. And this one really, really hurts. But Allen Robinson has officially moved to a sit. You know, the first three weeks of the season, I could kind of rely on, we know he's a great wide receiver. He still is a great wide receiver. The production should come. It should catch up with him. It just hasn't happened. He's not been good. You know, I don't think this is representative of his skill as a player. I really just think this is a brutal situation with this Bears offense. But for fantasy, we just cannot trust it. So he's on the bench. I know Darnell Mooney played really well in week four. Still, I don't think we can count on it moving forward. So that leaves both of those players as sits. On this Raiders side, I'm going to be starting Hunter Renfro and sitting Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards. Renfro is just super reliable. He's someone you can plug into your lineup, especially in half point or full point PPR. He's going to get you those receptions. He's honestly probably Derek Carr's second favorite target behind Waller. So you like him moving forward. Ruggs and Edwards, they have that big playability. There's just not a lot of consistency there. So they're going to be on the bench. We have a divisional game here between the 49ers and the Cardinals. On the 49ers side, Debo Samuel, it's not even a question. The man has been on fire. He has to be in your starting lineup. There's no competition anymore between Samuel and Ayuk. Samuel is the clear-cut top weapon. I mean, there's not even an argument between him and Kittle anymore. He's the number one weapon on this team. Brandon Ayuk is going to be a sit. I saw a lot of hope in week three. He had a nice performance, got into the end zone, but then he just comes in week four, does absolutely nothing. So he is back to the bench. You know, maybe he can correct this later on in the season. If I have him on my roster, I'm still probably holding on to him just because, you know, the potential of Brandon Ayuk, who could have been a legit wide receiver one on this team. Like, are you going to drop him for some just random guy like on the waiver wire? Like, I just think whoever you're picking up on the waiver wire probably has very little chance of actually ever starting in your lineup. So I'd rather just keep the guy with the higher upside, but there's no denying he's just been a major bust so far. On the Cardinal side, DeAndre Hopkins locked into the starting lineup, and it's kind of hard to evaluate these other three wide receivers because on a week-to-week basis, they all have the opportunity to put together some monster performances. I ended up listing all of them as sits, so AJ Green, Christian Kirk, and Rondell Moore. I just feel like DeAndre Hopkins, we know he has that consistency on a week-to-week basis. We just don't know about it for Christian Kirk. You know, Christian Kirk, A.J. Green, or Rondell Moore, they could all go out there, put up 100 yards and a touchdown, put up a monster fantasy performance, and they could all just as easily go two receptions for 20 yards, and then two or three of the other wide receivers put together monster games. And so that's why I have those three on the bench. It's another divisional game here between the Giants and the Cowboys, and this Giants wide receiver room is just a mess. It is all over the place. It seems like they have a lot of depth because they have Shepard and Slayton go down. And you know, the team still plays well. And I'm kind of looking at this as if everyone is healthy. So if all these wide receivers are healthy, Shepard is back, Slayton is back. I'm going to be starting Kenny Galladay and Sterling Shepard. If Sterling Shepard is out, then Kenny Galladay is still a start. I don't think any of these other guys bounce up to being starts as well. Kadarius Tony, you know, played well in week four, but that was because he was given the opportunity with Shepard and Slayton out. And then Slayton, I just don't trust him at all, even if he is healthy. On the Cowboys side, Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb are going to be starts. I know C.D. had a bad week four. He should still be very solid moving forward. This Cowboys offense 
is really just not what a lot of people were expecting, including myself coming into the season. And a lot of it has to do with the other side of the ball, right? In 2020, I mean, this offense had to throw the ball a million times a game. Obviously, I didn't think they'd be keeping up with the pass attempts and overall passing yards per game because it was super unsustainable. But I mean, this defense has just taken a huge switch. They went from probably being the worst unit in the league to being, you know, maybe a top 10 unit moving forward. And that allows the Cowboys to rely on the run game a lot more, which obviously is not going to help Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb. I definitely think it's possible that this Cowboys defense takes a little bit of a step back moving forward. They just have been so good these past few weeks after the Bucks game, but we just have to wait and see. Cooper and Lamb should still be starters in your lineup though. Then we have Sunday night football between the Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. On this Bills side, it's always kind of tough navigating the wide receivers after Stephon Diggs because Stephon Diggs is always in your lineup. I ended up going with Emmanuel Sanders as a start and Cole Beasley as a sit. They've both been seeing that volume. Emmanuel Sanders has just seen it more recently. Week three and week four, he's put together really nice performances and Sanders has gotten into the end zone twice. Cole Beasley has not seen the end zone. So right now I do view Emmanuel Sanders just slightly ahead of Cole Beasley. On the Chiefs side, I only listed Tyree Kill as a start. I mean, he may have those down weeks like he did in week two and week three, but then he'll make up for it by just totally winning you your matchups with his monster 180 receiving yard game, three receiving touchdowns, 11 receptions. Like that is just absurd. And I'm just kind of done listing these wide receiver two, three, four on the Chiefs. I talked about it going into the season. The wide receiver two position for the Chiefs is not a good one. You've got McCole Hardman, you've got Demarcus Robinson, you've got Pringle. All those guys are going to have a few games a year where they play well, but you don't want those guys to touch anywhere near your lineup. Then we have Monday night football between the Colts and the Ravens. On the Colts side, Michael Pittman is going to be a start. He's been really good to start the season. He just cannot get into the end zone. Maybe that kind of breaks here in week five. We'll see. Zach Paschal is going to be a sit. I just think he's kind of a step behind Michael Pittman, you know, on this depth chart. Then for the Ravens, Marquise Brown has been balling out. We know he had the drops in week three. He comes back week four with a really nice game. So he's got to be in your lineup moving forward. And then I just don't trust any of these guys behind him. Sammy Watkins on the bench. You've got some guys coming off of IR, but for the foreseeable future, Marquise Brown is the only guy I want to be starting out of that Ravens wide receiver room. But that is going to wrap it up for all 16 week five matchups. If you guys enjoyed the content, please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Let me know your thoughts down below. Any fantasy football related questions. If you want to see my running back start sit, that video is already up on my channel. So go check it out. But thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you next time.